Welcome to this episode of the Empowered M Podcast. My name is Emily Jane Saroff, but you can call me M. I am obsessed with all things spirituality, business, and personal growth. I started this podcast at 21 years old whilst I was studying my Masters of Architecture at uni. It is fair to say that this podcast catapulted my life in a direction I never imagined possible. Soon after starting this podcast, I dropped out of my degree, quit my nine to five job and started my own business and in eight months of starting became a six figure CEO. Inside of this podcast, I share insights into the realities of being a 20-something CEO, along with actionable tips to help you unlock your true potential and create a soul-aligned and impactful life and business. So pull up a seat, put on your headset, and get ready to get empowered. recent therapy session I dove into the topics of suppressed emotions and also understanding what my attachment style is and how it is really showing up for me in relationships right now now this was such a powerful session because it brought so many new awarenesses to the surface for me and really gave me an even deeper understanding of myself and also how I'm currently programmed So I want to dive into a lot of these topics, you know, with you today and share a lot of these awarenesses that I really came to in this session. Now, the first area I want to reflect on in this episode is the topic of suppressed emotions. Now, this really came to my awareness that there are some heavy trapped emotions inside me from experiences that I've been through over the past year or so. And I decided really that it was time for me to start working on this project that I was inspired to start at some stage last year. So when I was going through the thick of it, I was inspired and I was like, "Mm, this is something that I want to create. And I didn't really lean into it at that point in time. But now it's like come back around and I'm like, okay, it's time for me to pull this out and start working on it. But I can't reveal to you guys exactly what it is just yet. But this project really requires me to dig through old journals and revisit a lot of experiences that were quite heavy for me to go through over the past, let's say, two years. Now, in the process of doing so, I realized that in the moments of these experiences, I did a really good job of pushing down my feelings in order to move forward. And so now, (laughs) as I read back on these experiences... I'm being slammed with emotions that are demanding me to be felt. And at first I didn't know what to do with these emotions. And ultimately I'd slam my journal shut and push them aside. Like I'm sure most of you would as well. But now I'm really realizing that this project I'm working on is going to be a really powerful experience for me to actually begin to move through and release these trapped emotions that I'm now aware of. So... Having discussed this topic with my psychologist, I realized that step one for me is to allow myself to simply feel what's coming up. And then step two is to begin to view these experiences through hindsight and fully realize the meaning and importance of the events and what the lessons were that I gained from them. As I begin to scrape the surface of reflecting on these experiences, I already know that one of the lessons I was intended to learn is the importance of trusting my gut. 
And when I was in the live experience of these moments, let's call it, I really struggled to trust my gut. And I feel this was because I was suppressing my emotions rather than actually feeling them. You know, and in pushing these feelings down, I was unable to fully listen to what my body was telling me. And so moving forward, I've learned to not ignore the physical signs, such as emotions, and to allow myself to actually feel what needs to be felt rather than disassociating from that moment, like I've done in the past. And I feel that by allowing myself to actually feel what needs to be felt, especially moving forward, then I can trust my gut and make sound judgments based off what it is I'm feeling. But the bigger part of what I took away from my session is what I wanna dive into with you guys next. Now, this is related to the topic of attachment styles, which is something I'm very new to learning myself. And I'm sure maybe you've heard of attachment styles yourself and maybe you're more educated on them or maybe this is you know one of the first you're actually starting to hear more about it. But I'm going to share with you some insights into my attachment style that I've become aware of and, you know, my understanding of of this now. See, I've always suspected that I'm an anxious attachment style based off, well, videos I've seen on social media. Let's be real. Where do a lot of us learn a lot about our traumas and understand our traumas aside from therapy? It's social media. But I've never actually understood what that means fully, you know, to be an attached, an anxious attachment style. But having opened this discussion with my psych, I've learned that our attachment styles are something that we develop by the age of five. And these are stemmed from our parents and ultimately how they raise us. So it's ultimately related to how safe we feel in the world based off how we were parented. So in my instance, an anxious, an anxious attachment style is often associated with an inconsistent parenting pattern. And this inconsistency can present itself in many different forms, but in my personal instance, it was developed from my parents being overprotective. So personally, I was raised to not feel extremely safe in the world and that I need to lean on someone for that safety. My parents always cradled me as a kid And as the saying goes, they wrapped me up in cotton wool. They always made me feel very protected from all the danger and evil of the world. And really, they were great parents. But yet, even as great parents, unknowingly, they have negatively impacted me or my development uh, in the sense that I haven't been able to develop a secure attachment style. And their need to constantly protect me growing up is really what has made me feel the need to seek protection as an adult, especially through relationships, right? So as a child, my parents would be who would become the source of my safety. And in my adult life, I'm realizing that I'm leaning on boyfriends (laughs) to provide that safety instead. We all know that I'm not in a relationship right now either. So this is a very interesting period that I'm going through. And it's really becoming clear to me, I guess, as to where I am seeking this protection in my dating life now that I'm in like the in-between. 
So my anxious attachment style, this really manifests in the form of the fear of abandonment and a need for validation and constant reassurance for loved ones as well, right? And this particularly shows in my relationships through the need to constantly seek reassurance through external validation and also being overly clingy. The reason I found this awareness so insightful is because it allows me to now understand more clearly why I become so attached in relationships and where I need to do some work to actually reparent myself out of this pattern. Now, the fear of abandonment that I briefly mentioned um, just before, that's the next area that I really want to dive deeper into with you guys. So through this conversation that I had, I was really able to learn where my fear of abandonment stemmed from and how it's feeding into my anxious attachment as well. And the way my fear of abandonment feeds into my anxious attachment is because my anxious attachment tells me that I need someone to protect me and feel safe in the world. And therefore, I fear being abandoned and left to fend for myself. It's crazy, right? (laughs) And then this goes even deeper. So I learned that my fear of abandonment isn't purely developed by the way that my parents raised me, but this is actually something that stems back to my experience going through primary school from prep to year six. So to give a little context to you guys here, throughout my whole primary school journey, I honestly felt like such an outcast And like I was never truly able to develop deep friendships with anyone that was in my school. Now, I would develop what I thought was a deep relationship with a friend. And then time and time again, I'd be abandoned by them, right? Whether they just decided to move on to a newer, more shiny, more glamorous friend, or if they'd leave the school, whatever it would have been. There was always some experience of abandonment that um, I went through around these friendships. And I knew these inconsistencies with friendships had an impact on my self-esteem, but I never actually realized that they were also connected to an underlying fear of abandonment, right? So this fear of abandonment was then further strengthened in my adult life, as most of our fears are. And for me, it was as I began to experience breakups, So having had this conversation with my psych, it became really clear to me when and how my anxious attachment would begin to scream in these situations. And on one level, I would never be the one to end a relationship, right? Because deep down, I felt like I needed the other person in order to survive. And therefore, I would stay in a relationship even if I didn't feel fully fulfilled or like my needs were being met in it. And then on another level, Whenever I would go through a breakup, I would find myself desperately begging them to stay and to love me because again, deep down, I felt like I needed them and I didn't want them to abandon me. So personally, I just find these awarenesses absolutely crazy and so damn powerful, particularly for these next steps of my healing journey that I'm going on. Now, also having these awarenesses, I can look back on my most recent breakup in particular, and I can actually recognize how it has helped me in the reparenting process of breaking my anxious attachment style. See, my anxious attachment really heightened stepping into that last relationship because of the abuse that I had been through in the one before that. 
And so as I moved through this recent breakup, it forced me to no longer depend on someone external to myself to feel safe and instead to actually go within to find that sense of safety in myself. And this was also potentially the very first real breakup that I didn't feel abandoned by and as a result, didn't resort to begging to be loved. Instead, again, I found myself turning inwards for possibly the first major time in my life to this extent. (laughs) So that was pretty big for me to realize. And something else I wanted to celebrate is how following that last breakup, I've really begun to experience and deeply feel a strong sense of safety actually being on my own. And this is a result of some reparenting that I was unconsciously doing along the journey. And I say unconsciously, guys, because I was not conscious conscious about the fact that I was reparenting myself. (laughs) Now, my main challenge at this stage will be as I enter whatever relationship is next to come, you know, to actually ensure that I don't lose that sense of self and that sense of independence that I've gained at this point, like I have in the past when stepping in a relationship. And so with this, this brings me to the final awareness that I came to in this session that I want to share with you. And it's really connected to where my fear of abandonment shows up in my friendships now. So I don't notice this fear of abandonment coming up within the friendships that I've held for close to 10 years now, you know, with my three best friends, my sister and two best friends from high school, but more so in newer friendships that I'm developing at the moment. And I become fearful that these shorter term friendships at this stage that mean a lot to me are going to one day randomly abandon me, like what I've experienced in my younger years. And this really links back to my self-esteem, which I'm actively working on and shifting the beliefs that I'm not valuable enough or good enough, that I'm incapable of being deeply appreciated and that I do not see or understand why anyone would actually value me without having something to gain from me. And therefore, because of all those things, I will be abandoned sooner or later. And so as this episode starts to come to an end, I cannot put the feeling of relief that these awarenesses bring me into words. Right, This is deep understanding of parts of myself that I couldn't comprehend previously. And as this countdown to Canada gets even closer, I'm glad, I'm really, really glad that I've had these breakthroughs now rather than later because I feel like my travels are going to be a really powerful growth experience for me to actually grow through my attachment style further and grow through that fear of abandonment as well. And so hopefully me sharing these insights into my own personal growth with you guys can also help you come to new awarenesses around your personal growth journey also. That's why I love these conversations and that's why I love doing these podcast episodes following the psych sessions I do have is because I always come out of those sessions with such great breakthroughs and awarenesses that I know me sharing my awarenesses through sharing my experiences is hopefully going to trigger some awarenesses and breakthroughs for you also. (laughs) 
So that's a wrap on another episode of the Empower With Them podcast. If you want more from me, then make sure you come say hi over on Instagram at Empower With M and let me know your thoughts on this episode. If you love the podcast, then don't forget to leave a five-star rating and review to help us grow this platform. Now, before you go, I'm going to leave you with one final question to sit with and action stepping away from today's episode. How can you go out into the world today and do something small that will empower those around you in some way?